folks, this is Adrian A. Wallace, and you have reached me in the life room. Thank you for joining. It's already August, and I cannot believe how quickly the summer has gone by. I'm grateful because it's been a summer of processions, rites of passage, highs and lows, and certainly in our society, in our global society, and here in the United States, it's been nothing less than a temperate time pun intended and not. America is at a point specifically because of our politics and because of our current governing bodies, where I feel like we are on a grand stage. And I really do feel like and have felt for the past year and a half, like I'm going to turn around and Ashton Kusher is going to jump out of the bushes and say, you've been punked. And I would so welcome that. I would welcome billions of Americans having to hear that we've been punked. But the truth of the matter is, is that's not going to happen. What is happening is real. We are in a time where I would say the veil is lifted. We're in a time of high corruption. We're in a time of high revelation. We're in a time that delivers us immense opportunity for change, politically, socially, even financially. Because the truth of the matter is, is that things are high and low on all of those levels. Where we are in our social stance is that we are seeing gender bias at an all-time high. We're seeing women pushing towards the front of the line and claiming their right space, not only in their families, but in politics and in society as a whole and in their work life. And that is necessary. The time that we're in in particular is one where the changes that are coming are coming because of the pressure that we're feeling from our social existence and our political existence. We're in a time where the high talk is about mental illness, mental wellness, health and wellness, and overall well-being. And when it's simply talk, there's a lot of that. But when it's action, it's tremendous. We're in a time where people are taking responsibility and they're using their, their, their wealth. And a lot of people are putting their wealth against greater good. So I think about LeBron James opening this school in Akron, Ohio, and how grand that is. This is the first time in a really long time that I can earmark a person who is a sports figure really, really taking initiative and saying, I'm going to do something greater for society other than putting my name on a shoe. And while I love basketball and I love football, I am really, really excited that this is done. And I hope that it's catchy. I hope that people are motivated by it. As a woman, this is a time where the Me Too movement is big and high and women are are staking their claims to pass offenses in their work life or even offenses in their in their own immediate um, personal social lives where women are talking about offenses sexism and sexual offenses that have occurred upon them and 
As devil's advocate, I say, while this is very, very important, I want us to be cognizant of the mental health issue that exists and be cognizant that there is a minute percentage of women who are jumping on a bandwagon here and not actually being honest. I want us to be very cognizant of that. I'm grateful for the men that are coming and saying, I'm not going to allow for that. I'm going to not toe the line on women being disrespected, women being disregarded, women being objectified. And I honor those men and hold them in high esteem because I understand that they belong by virtue of their gender to a social class where a lot of how they grew up and where they grew up, women were seen as objects and seen as the weaker sex and not given necessarily the high regard that they should. But I think there are men who are awakening to the fact that they all come from women and that women deserve a higher respect than we've been getting. So I salute those men. I salute those men in my personal life. I salute those men in business. And I salute those men who are complete strangers, who are really towing the line and not going along with the status quo and saying, I must be a leading example of respecting women. As it relates to women, obviously I am one. And my final thought is around women's strength. There are so many organizations, so many groups, so many women assembling across social media, starting groups and channels and symposiums and events all around women's empowerment. And I'm going to say this. We as women, we as people, all people are born empowered. It's experiences that we have that make us feel less than empowered. What we have to do is we have to change our familial systems. We have to change our educational systems. These are things that we could do rather easily. And the one thing that I think is crucial in all of this right now, the crucial change that should happen is that women should stop declaring themselves as strong by virtue of having been subject to abuse, having been subject to poverty, having lost, and staying in bad episodes within life. That doesn't make you strong. It makes you a punching bag. And while it's something you may have survived, whether it's domestic violence, lack of equality, lack of opportunity in your career or work world, some type of harassment or sexual abuse. We're not strong by surviving those things. We are strong by changing our social culture in a way that doesn't allow for the women that stand next to us, the girls that stand behind us, and generations to come to have to tolerate it. So rather than me too, I'm a big fan of it stops here. I'm a big fan of changes now. And I'm a bigger fan of not me. Our strength comes from being proactive, not being reactive. Those are my thoughts as we approach 
the near end of summer. Namaste.